0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Am Lacey Unleashed podcast. My name is Lacey Shea Healy, and this is a special Sunday edition of the podcast because I have some news for you. Uh, I have been talking about buying a real estate property since like the very first episode where I hopped back on after like a four month hiatus. I was talking about this and we have had so many false starts that I actually didn't even want to talk about it anymore because I felt like one of those people that was going to be saying that they were going to do something and then never actually doing anything. And so I was projecting, um, things all over myself, even though I was like avidly trying. And as of this morning, we are officially under contract on a condo in Davenport, Florida, which is Basically the Disney area of Orlando. So Davenport and Kissimmee are where a lot of the short-term rentals are. And we are under contract on a condo. And I'm, I'm so, so excited about this. And I'm going to talk about this today. But I also wanted to like share kind of some of the BTS behind the scenes as well. And some of the lessons that I've learned here. Um, some big, big takeaway lessons um, just in business in general. So, to recap this journey, it started in mid June. Um, We got pre qualified to purchase another property at the end of May. We started shopping. We put our first offer in towards mid June, and it was actually here in Houston, about 20 minutes from my house. And we, uh, the first offer, the house we put an offer on, it needed a lot of work. It was also the least expensive property we put an offer in on. Um, it needed a lot of work. We were outbid in multiple offers, even though we put in a full asking price bid and we didn't get it. And I was disappointed because really for me, I, I'm going to pause. I'm actually going to talk about the second one and then I will, I will talk about that. So the second property we put an offer in on was also in... The Houston area, right down the street from the first one, and it was actually on a property that was fully furnished and is already being used as an Airbnb. When I walked in it, it was very much a completed project, um, completed project, like it wouldn't have to do anything. And there was something in my intuition that didn't feel quite right with that property, but I overrided that. We put in an offer. We put in an offer over asking price. And once again, we were outbid. So this was frustrating because I was like, man, like I was told that the real estate market is cooling off, interest rates, all of these things, and we could not get into something. Both of these first two properties ended up falling out of pending. And both of them, we actually could have gotten back into the conversation. We chose not to get back into the conversation on the first one and the second one, I thought about it for a hot second, but ultimately I had realized that um, I didn't feel super connected to the second property we put an offer in on because it was so already done. One thing to know about me when it comes to real estate, I do enjoy painting a vision. Every single property that we have bought thus far even the brand new one that I'm sitting in, I saw the vision and the vision was there were things that we could do to it that would make it truly unique. Maybe it was undervalued. Um, This house that we bought, even though it was brand new, it was priced below market and our realtor was very open with us about like, this is priced below market. You guys need to like get in it. So I, I love a deal. And I love something where I can paint a vision. When we sold our house in 2018 in San Antonio, I had purchased it two years before and it was full of like old lady crap. You know, those like dark window coverings that like have like the damask print on it. Um, They had chosen some really gaudy like the furniture, like, and obviously we were buying it unfurnished, but like it just showed really dark and heavy and like there was too much furniture. So it looked smaller than it was. And some of the carpet, like some of the carpet choices and paint color choices were just dated, but I saw possibility. And so we bought it. We took all of that stuff out. And two years later, we turned an 80 plus thousand dollar profit The house that we just sold this year it was very dirty it was dirty like when we pulled up to it after we had closed on it and I walked in after it had been professionally cleaned for two days I was still like oh my gosh this house is so dirty we ended up changing all of the flooring very quickly in that house because it was dirty um And people don't want to buy dirty. Like the exterior was dirty. The cabinets were dirty. The floors, the grout, the walls, the light fixtures, like the patio, everything was dirty. The lot, there was like, they had had like old fencing piled, like it was dirty. There was like sweat equity that needed to go into that house. And I was not afraid to do that. And so we bought that house for a song and we sold it for double and pocketed hundreds of thousands of dollars. So the second property that we put an offer in when we were approached with purchasing it again, I really had disconnected from it because I really, I wanted something that we didn't have to do a ton to, but I wanted it to be something that felt like it was undervalued because they didn't think to make some key changes. I like to find an undervalued real estate property. And so that didn't change. So the first two in Texas didn't work. And so we shifted our eyes back to Orlando since we go regularly. And this idea that I had back in March to create accessible rental properties for families like mine. So I had an idea when we were at Disney for spring break to create Accessibly Ever After I can say the name. We have already bought the domain and all of the things. We have had an increasingly difficult time finding places where we can rent that are accessible for Lienna. that have, you know, as she gets bigger, it gets harder and harder to get her into a tub. We need a shower chair. Um, We need, you know, non-step entrances. We need it to be wide enough to where she can get around, you know, places in her walker and her wheelchair. Um, this has become harder and harder. It wasn't something that was super difficult when she was little because we we could carry her and maneuver her around. But as she's growing, it becomes a lot more important. So we've struggled a bit with finding places um, to stay that fit that. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, my husband is not going to be able to assist her, and he really doesn't assist her that much with getting in and out. She's getting older dad can't help with those things anymore. And so we've had a a rough time. And when I looked on Airbnb and VRBO, there were really only about three to five properties that were truly handicap accessible. A lot of things say they are, but they really aren't. Um, And the ones that are, are always booked, like booked 90% of the time. Like there's a couple of homes that they're booked all the way through next summer. Like people book them a year in advance. And so I saw a hole in the market and I love a good hole in the market because I'm a business person and I'm always wanting to plug that hole. How can there be a gap there and how can I fill that gap and make money in the gap and help people? This Truly aligned with my business's core values of service, serving families that have special needs, um, whether it be an adult, a child, etc. So we continued to look in Florida, and it was difficult because we were shopping in a certain price range. We ran into several properties that were rated as what's called a condo hotel, which these, it changed the financing. It changed the amount of money you could bring down. Um, you know, when you buy a primary residence, I think it's like three to 5% that you have to put down depending on what type of financing you're doing. When you're buying a secondary property, it's 20%. So you have to have quite a bit of cash. A lot of these, they were wanting 30%. And then the financing is different. You don't go through traditional lending You have to find kind of a loophole. And so there were many properties that I liked that we were X'd out of because of financing issues. We put an offer in. So we we put an offer in on a house a couple of weeks ago. And this is the craziest story. And I still can't believe it happened. So it was a house. It was a small home, about 1,200 square feet. It was easily going to be transitioned into an accessible place, three bedroom, two bathroom, one car garage, and a neighborhood that had a lot of older people, which I didn't mind. It was also a low traffic area, which is important, especially, you know, if you're loading and unloading kids and accessible stuff, had a driveway that was wide enough to like, like get kids in and out of the car. This property had been listed for 115 days. And they had had no showings, none. It was old ladied out. Like the furniture, it had pink barstools, nothing against pink barstools, but they weren't really for me. It was old ladied out. So it was right up my alley. So our realtor toured it and I was like, yes, okay, let's put in an offer. And we put in a pretty aggressive offer because it had been sitting for 115 days and they'd had no showings. You guys, Somebody viewed that property right after our realtor and put in what we can only assume is basically a full price offer, which was way above what the value of this property was, and we didn't get it. (laughs) 115 days, no showings, no offers. We offer at day 115, and suddenly somebody offers right after us, and we didn't get it. And I was crestfallen. At that point, I was like, what the hell? Like, seriously, nobody wanted it. And then all of a sudden, I wanted it and it was gone. Super frustrated. So then, la- that was a couple weeks ago. So then, last week, we toured a property early in the week that was fully handicap accessible. It was a condo, two bedroom, two bathroom. It was big, full roll in shower already updated first floor balcony price was right it was not furnished but we were like okay we can furnish it we can make this our own we found out after the fact that it was going to need to be rated as a condo hotel because someone owns 45 percent of the units and that made the lending details change so, there are all these like little caveats that kept coming up with these properties that we were trying to get. It just really frustrated me. And for the last week or so, we've been going back and forth on another property that was a little house that was similar to the one that we lost out on, but I wasn't in love with it and it was not really going anywhere. And I had a conversation with my somatic practitioner, my mentor, Will, and he kept telling me to continue to turn towards if not this, something better. If not this, something better. And I think that's such an important thing to remember, especially when we're trying to like force something that if something isn't working, there's a reason why it's not working. And I think there's a fine line between giving up too soon and recognizing like, okay, this is actually a roadblock and it's just moving me towards where I'm supposed to go so I really tried to remember one, that one of the biggest goals inside my business right now is not to force anything. Like if it's not bringing me ease and feeling good with my intuition, I don't want it. So I tried to really listen to that. And I was laying in bed about four nights ago and I shifted, I was on realtor.com on my iPad thinking that I had found just about every single possible thing And I shifted the map slightly east and a a thing popped up in an area that I'm familiar with. We've stayed over there before. And I looked and I was like, oh, that takes this route to Disney because, see, we needed to make sure it was something that was still close in proximity to the parks. And I looked and it was exactly what I wanted. A three-bedroom, two-bathroom, first-floor condo. It was the biggest place that we had looked at at about 1,550 square feet, which is incredible. Not fully accessible yet, but had a shower that can be easily converted into. Bedrooms are big. Like, totally, completely doable. Handicapped spots right outside the front. And it was full of old lady crap. This condo was owned by some international people that really didn't rent it very much. They mostly used it as, their, as like a secondary residence. And all of the furnishings are super high-end, like very expensive furniture. Like not the type of furniture you typically see in a short-term rental that people get at Rooms to Go or America Furniture Warehouse or Ashley. But like expensive, you can tell heavy, wood, nice furniture just totally not my style, heavy curtains. There's an orange wall in the master bedroom. There's a red wall in the secondary bedroom. Um, but minor things that needed to be changed, but fully furnished, totally able to move into it and just had a, a, a little too much old lady and it had been listed for 12 days. So I sent it to my realtor And she was like, I think this is probably going to be rated as a condo hotel. And I was a little upset, but I was like, you know what? I want you to double, triple check because this has been used primarily as a secondary residence. And I think there's a lot of secondary residences here. And so she checked on it and I think it was Thursday. She messaged me back. It was, no, it was Friday. She messaged me back and she's like, you're right. It's not. I can go and show it to you at one o'clock. And so she walked through it at one o'clock on Friday and I could tell by the look on her face when I was watching the videos as she put them up in Marco Polo that this was our condo. I could totally tell like she was like, this is so nice. Like this is perfect. Um, There's even a desk in the closet, which makes me laugh because I work in the closet and you know, we're going to be staying here and having a workspace already in the master closet is hilarious. There's like a really nice desk in there and a chair. Um, it was so like, it just felt right. And here's what I want to say about the offer that we made. This condo was slightly above the range where we were looking. It wasn't crazy above, but it was slightly above by about $25,000, which is not small. And I had been really hesitant with every other property. I was like really caught up in how much money was going to be coming out of our main account. What was going to be left? Like I was really wrapped up in that. Um, I've had a bit of a hard time disconnecting from the idea that I am somebody that has hundreds of thousands of dollars liquid when in reality having hundreds of thousands of dollars liquid is not very smart like that money is not working for me it's just sitting there quote unquote making me feel safe and while I understand why I also understand that that money should be working for me and it's it's better spent somewhere else um, and so I'd had a lot of feelings in my body about giving up too much money out of our main account. And I didn't have that with this condo. It felt like a value. It felt valuable to me, which just goes to show when you value something, you find the money, even if it's more than you intended. I, I was am willingly gonna part with about 10 grand more than I was hoping to part with because I'm getting exactly what I want. And that's such a huge lesson because how many times have you settled for something knowing this is not what you truly need, but being afraid to go towards what you truly want out of fear? Like what was holding me back was fear, fear of spending too much money and not having enough liquid. And instead, I realized like, oh my gosh, the moment I found something that I truly valued, the money became less important and the value superseded what my original budget was. And that's such a huge lesson. Um, so we put in an offer. It was submitted yesterday morning. And because the owners are international, we knew it was going to take a minute to get it back. And our realtor called back this morning with a counteroffer. Um, and the counter offer, we were within $5,000. And it seems like a no-brainer to accept it. I wasn't willing at this point to let that condo go. Um, I see us there. I see how it makes sense for our family I see how it makes sense for our girls. I see how it makes sense for Accessibly Ever After. I see us there. And so it was an easy, easy, easy yes. And so we are officially under contract on our first investment property. Um, This is huge, y'all. This is going to save us a lot of money on taxes. We actually will be living in this condo the majority of November Both of my girls' school schedules in November is very wonky. Maylee is off for like a three-day weekend, and then she's off for almost a week and a half for Thanksgiving. And so we're going to pull her out an additional three days so that we don't have to worry about it. Leanna, um, her school is a homeschool hybrid, so we're able to do her work away. And we are actually, as far as everything goes, Okay. Um, after I finish the elevated coach call on November 7th, we will be getting in the car heading towards Florida with our dogs and our kids, and we will close on the condo on the 8th and move in and we will be there until Thanksgiving. Um, we're going to start heading back to Texas on Black Friday. Um, which is really cool. It's a really cool feeling to know that we have that freedom and that flexibility. Um, We also, we technically have to do this because we have to put in, you have to put in a certain number of hours into a rental to be able to take the tax strategy that we're utilizing to, to implement it. So we have to put about 100 hours of work into this condo so, we will be staying there the majority of November, doing some work to it, enjoying Florida in one of my favorite months. November is, we typically go to Florida in November. Um, we, we usually go um, towards the early part of the end part for my birthday to Florida. So, I'm very excited to be able to head that direction during one of my favorite months of the year. All of the Christmas stuff will be up at Disney, which I absolutely love. It's my favorite time of year. Um, And I just want you guys to like ruminate on the phrase, this or something better. Because how often do we get disappointed at things that don't work out or don't pan out? And we have trouble recognizing that those things that don't work out are just guiding us towards what's supposed to work out. My intuition knew with this condo that this was the right move. There was a hitch in my soul with every single other one. There was like immediately things that like I wanted to change. And it was from a place of not it was from a different energy. Like there's definitely things I want to update inside of this condo, but the energy around it feels different. Like I find myself already being really appreciative of this space, which I, and there's actually not anything that I really don't like about it with every other place. There was, there was something that I didn't really like. It was either like the exterior. There was like, there was a question about where it was located Um, there was always something and with this it was just a really easy yes similar to this house that I'm sitting in you know I said a couple podcasts ago that I felt like I impulse bought this house and yes we bought this house really quickly but I can tell you the first time I walked into it when it was still a shell I felt like we were gonna live in it and I actually walked out and kind of shook my head and was like we're gonna end up buying this house And we, Christopher and I, the very first time we walked in it with the builder, um, I knew that we were going to move in here. Like I just knew in the same way when we built, when we bought our house in 2018, the one we sold this spring, when I walked into that house, I wanted it. And my husband was so against it. Um, But three weeks later... We were under contract on it. And I I am so grateful for that house, for the five years that we lived in that house. The house we lived in in San Antonio, Christopher and I's biggest argument we ever had in our marriage was over that house. And I was so, so, so obsessed with it. My intuition knew, but I think learning to listen to your intuition and allow it to guide you when you keep getting an answer that you don't really want to get is so important. I kept wanting for there to be an answer. I kept wanting to override my intuition. And I think this is important for decision making. Like, what does your intuition tell you when you're hiring a mentor or joining a program or making a business decision or hiring somebody? you should always listen to your intuition. I one of the biggest mistakes that I've made in my business was a hiring decision, and I hate to call it a mistake, but there was a mistake and there my intuition knew. My intuition knew. So the idea that you trust your gut and the idea that you know this or something better is always around the corner is so incredibly important. There were so many times during this where I wanted to quit and I kept reminding myself, we're doing this because it it is the next layer of our business. And I kept reminding myself that the next layer of your business, the next level of your business is going to feel hard. It's not going to feel super super like comfortable. It's growth. And so I kept reminding myself that growth feels uncomfortable and I kept leaning in towards that. And so I'm so glad that the growth that we've experienced in this journey felt really easy once it was time to make the decision because the growth part of it has been really uncomfortable. The like shopping for like all of July, August, September, three solid months has felt really hard. Um, So I'm just really excited I'm ready for this next stage. I'm ready to set up this new business. I'm ready to utilize this space um, as a place where I can meet private clients to do intensive work. Um, I'm ready to host people here. I'm ready to host family events here. Um, And I'm ready to make some money and save some money with this as well. So (sighs) it feels good. And that's what I wanted to share. One, lessons. When you truly value something, the money becomes less important. This or something better. And always, always trust your gut. More to come on this soon. Thank you guys for following this journey. I will talk to you later.